Welcome to Grumpy GDPR. My name is Miloš Novovic and I'm an Associate Professor of Law at BI Norwegian Business School. All opinions today are entirely my own. And I'm Ria Alexandra Valle from No Ties Consulting. And it's holiday time. Hi there, Ria. Are you in the holiday spirit? Yay, I am indeed. Oh my gosh, I just have to say it's so beautiful walking outside. And even though it's dark and gloomy and all of that, it's also beautiful when you have a bit of snow on the ground and you everybody's uh, put up their Christmas lights and everything, even though the prices of electricity here in Norway has is several hundred percent more expensive than usual. <laughs> I love how that train of thoughts went. <laughs> but my God, what a year. Oh my gosh, what a fantastic year it's been. And I can't believe that we are at the very end of it. Me neither. And you know, this podcast has really, truly been a highlight of this year for me. I have to say I fully, fully agree with that. Can you believe that we actually launched a podcast completely at random thanks to you? No, it's not thanks to me. So I distinctly remember that we were walking around, uh, we were done lecturing and walking down the river and discussing Article 9. And uh, can you become an accidental controller? And then one <laughs> of us, I don't even remember who just said like, oh, but so many people would be interested and can contribute around this. And it was like, you know what, Re let's record ourselves. And if we hate it, we delete it. And here yeah. we are. <laughs> And that's always been the case. Let's just record. And if we hate it, let's delete it. <laughs> yeah. But we haven't ever deleted actually an episode. No, we haven't. We have uh, released like all that. of them. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me a little bit about your perceptions of the podcast, the audience, the engagement. It, it's been fantastic. Uh, we launched on the 22nd of May. And after a few episodes, we decided on the day to publish and getting a bit more structured around it and this will likely change for next year but uh, let's see if we should reveal any of that uh, during this episode but uh, it's been amazing and I have gotten to know new people and it's taken off far 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 more than I could ever have imagined. Yeah incredible. And it makes me so happy that we have such a community out there, uh, outright grumpy people and <laughs> geeky people who enjoy having these discussions as well. We thought we were the only ones. Yeah. yeah. So do we have any idea where our listeners come from? Do you, I remember that we had some kind of an overview of that, like yeah, which episodes we were most engaging, uh, Spotify and uh, Apple Music, all the other platforms. Yeah, this is actually so cool because can you believe it? We have listeners in no less than 67 countries. I, I can't. That 67 countries uh, across the entire globe. And I am amazed to see that we have listeners in Kazakhstan and Trinidad and Tobago and Kenya, Nigeria. It's, it's absolutely amazing. It is. 
It really is. I can barely believe that. You know what we should do? I remember that Spotify has that thing of like uh, top 1% of listeners or something. We need to like start uh, giving gifts to people, sending Christmas <laughs> gifts and everything. Of course, we don't have insight into that actual personal data. No, we're just kidding, folks. We don't know exactly who is it exactly where. <laughs> no. But we do have a top 10 list of um, most listeners by country. So I could go through that. That would be lovely. And not surprisingly, we do have Norway as the first one. And considering we are both located in Norway, that's not uh, as uh, surprising. But we have Denmark, Sweden. The US is number four, actually. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah. And then we have the UK, Netherlands, Belgium, Ireland, Germany and Switzerland. It's really, it's humbling to just think about this. I'm very, very grateful. Yeah, I have to say, me too. And to see that there are so many countries uh, where people are sitting listening to two grumpy uh, <laughs> GDPR folks, that is, uh, yeah, it's amazing. So uh, it's, uh, you know, I just have to say thank you so much to all of our listeners and the feedback that we get. We are so thankful and I personally absolutely love it when I get DMs and messages and emails just telling us that, uh, you know, we're doing a good and interesting job. How cool is that? So please do keep that coming. That's lovely. Should we maybe just talk a bit about our favorite episodes or like, you know, just have a little bit of walk down the memory lane? Yeah, do you want to start with uh, the episodes that, that we have actually recorded for the entire year? I think I think we can just uh, start discussing them and, you know, let's talk a bit about our first episode because that's oh, kind yes. of the, the one I'm most emotionally connected with and which was about emotions, right? It was indeed. <laughs> yeah, we talked about that bank which did like uh, an analysis of phone calls to determine if customers were angry or, or uh, you know, happy or whatever else. Yeah. My God, that was a good one. I think that was a brilliant one. And I love the whole thing with the stupid AI in that episode. And the, the title, the title was amazing. Thanks to you, Banking on Emotions. And I have to say, uh, before we move on, Milos, that so many people are loving the episode titles and uh, most of them come from your side. So we have to keep that up uh, for 2023 as well. That's lovely to know, but uh, I, it is, you know, sometimes you're just struck by inspiration. And I think <laughs> that I always get inspired when we talk about these things. Yeah. But I think one of the main takeaways from that first one for me was, my God, if you buy an AI system, it will most likely actually not even work. You're going to get crappy yeah. data. And why expose yourself to privacy risks in addition? Yeah, and uh, not least compliance risks, company compliance risks. So um that was, uh, that was a good one. The next one uh, is uh, titled uh, Standard Confusing Clauses. <laughs> I'm still confused, by the way. <laughs> I think everybody's still confused. And we are still waiting for even more sets of SECs uh, from, uh, from the EU. So, uh, yeah, I think we'll just uh, leave it at that. Uh, and uh, I mean, the third yeah. one, I think, is also one uh, that you like. Club oh, Can't Handle Us. 
club can't handle us. Yeah, that was about customer clubs and whether or not you can use contractual necessity as a legal basis, which we can expect to hear uh, from the Court of Justice in not too long. And apparently authorities are very eager to comment. I have strong stances there. I think that the Irish DPA, once again, is the correct (laughs) one and that the the EDPB was pompous. But we'll talk more about that again. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, save all this uh, enthusiasm for uh, a future episode. And then we also talked about employees and IQ, not IQ, personality tests. Yes, this is not a test. That was a good one. And that was sparked by uh, me reading a lot of uh, uh, reports and articles in the media about uh, people not getting employed because they cannot get through the automated personality tests. Can we do something about this? Why don't we draft a complaint to a DPA? I actually thought about this like two, three days ago, because I was reading a very nice book. It's called Weapons of Meth Destruction. I kind of come back Mm. to it from time to time. And it speaks exactly about this employee testing and how uh, it discriminates racially. It discriminates in uh, many, many different ways. And it doesn't work like that AI thing. And I think somebody needs to file complaints on this. If you are planning to do so, or if you have done so, reach out. I haven't done so, but let's get as many people to sign as we can. Yeah. Again, it's uh, it's such an important issue and it affects people. Pseudoscience, right? Outright. Yeah, that, that I, you know, we we have to do more on this uh, going forward. No doubt. Absolutely. Um, from what I can see, we also have excessively confused episode, which, from what I recall, was about access requests. That's right. And if uh, they are excessive or not. And this is, I just have to say that I have been following cases related to Article 15 in general because we see that so many conflicting decisions, especially from Germany. So I'll just leave it at that and say that we will for sure come back to that in a later episode. And then a new chapter of our lives started (laughs) with back to school. No. It was called Google got, Google got schooled. schooled. And my God, what a chapter that was. <laughs> yeah, that kind of uh, exploded uh, our podcast a bit, I think, because this was a dynamite decision from uh, the Danish DPA regarding Helsingør municipality. And I don't think we need to recite any further details from that. We had such a great, great uh, discussion on that. So let's come back to that topic in a couple of episodes. Yeah, I think that it's been one of the best uh, discussions we've had and so, so many things we had to unpack there and we've had wonderful guests. Uh, We had Alan Frank from the Danish DPA who offered us a very, very good perspective from the DPA side. So I think that was a great input. Yeah, I have to say uh, we can just summarize the uh, the actually three episodes we've done on the Helsingør case in 2022 with uh, also thanking Alan Frank and the Danish DPA for being so open and joining us on the podcast and having that discussion. And I know that a huge part of our audience really, really appreciated that because the decisions, after all, they are in uh, Danish only although I've summarized them in English uh, in the show notes as well. But still getting that um, discussion in English, I know, meant a lot to um, a lot of folks. Absolutely. But Alan wasn't the only guest we've had. We've also had David Rosenthal as one of 
the guests who is yeah. dubbed a Tia superhero. He is for sure transfer impact assessments. Uh, he is all over that and he has so many useful articles and tools and templates that he has uh, shared with everyone for free. So a huge uh, thanks to David. But you did skip one episode and that was episode seven. You can't fire me. Oh, God. <laughs> that is a super relevant one. Yeah, for sure. So if you are acting as a DPO, this is one episode that you want to check into as uh, it's uh, proving to be quite difficult to get rid of us if uh, if you don't do it uh, correctly. Or as I mentioned on the episode that someone was stuck with their external DPO for 12 plus uh, years and still going. So, yeah. Yeah, I think it's always going to be a bit challenging because I see where the uh, provisions from the GDPR come from, what kind of situations they want to avoid, but there are always going to be those kind of uh, edge situations in which you end up stuck with one person who um, doesn't necessarily do a good job, but who wants mm. to remain there for quite a few years. But yeah. I'm still grateful for those provisions. And then we had the Privacy Crusaders. Oh, wow where we just talked ideology. Now, <laughs> this was such an interesting one, just preparing for as well. And actually, we did our first, uh, what's it called, LinkedIn audio event. Yeah. In a sort of a combination with that podcast episode, which was a lot of fun. Oh, absolutely. Just hearing from people and having a dialogue about this, it really, really opened me up to new perspectives. Should you be idealistic? Should you be pragmatic? How to find that line? Yeah, that was uh, a really good one for sure. And then we kept talking about Helsingage. And after that, we moved on to an episode called Data Malnutrition, which, from what I can recall, was actually about the data minimization principle. Yeah. I can't, off the top of my head, remember the actual case we discussed, but... Um, I think we discussed it in more general. And is data really the new oil, as it's uh, been called for years and years now? Or is it uh, maybe as toxic as oil? So uh, that, was a, that was a good one as well. But another that really triggered people was uh, the next one after that, Guiding Descent. Oh, wow, what an interesting case. Because we had a Norwegian authority, which is not the Data Protection Authority, come up with its set of guidelines saying that, you know what, we are, our take on Schrems 2 is slightly different than the take of the Data Protection Authority. They have aligned some positions in the meantime, but the gist is we don't need to comply with Schrems 2 if, for example, bytes don't actually cross the border, if there is no transfer, there is no need to deal with the transfer. That was one of the positions. Yeah, and this just exploded here in the Norwegian market and it's been subject to heavy, heavy debates. And the latest that I got on that is that they are still not seeing eye to eye on this. And the DPA is actually quite harsh in the way that they are talking about this uh, guidance. And uh, one of the slides that I saw from a presentation they've made is, uh, I wouldn't say confrontational, but I'd say that any organization choosing to go 
as per the the new guidance, uh, which is not from the DPA, they are in high risk of uh, of uh, breaching the DPA's guidance. But I, I think that's perfectly normal. I think in a democratic society, we should not have one authority, administrative authority, de facto writing the law. I think a good authority should not be should not be showing like arrogance uh, or like some kind of hubris. They need to discuss these things to see how it affects people. And they can disagree on the positions, but it's only good for the democratic debate that we get this kind of dissent, especially from the public sector. Yeah, yeah, I, I have to agree on that. And I am very curious to see what comes next because the DPA have not shared any other updates since that time. So um, stay tuned for more on that. Can't wait. We also talked quite a bit about employee surveillance and the workplace, privacy in the workplace. And there, there were quite a few outrageous examples. Yeah. And um, actually, uh, the Norwegian DPA has done some research there and they actually tried some of the employee monitoring uh, programs and or software rather. And it's shocking to see how much you can actually survey people. And this is, I would, I'd say it's pretty common in the US, at least compared with Europe. And unfortunately, this seems to be on the rise. So we will for sure keep an eye out on any changes in that respect going forward. Absolutely. Absolutely. And speaking of outrageous practices, I loved our Easy Life episode. Oh my gosh, this, you know, I can just feel my blood is starting to boil uh, straight away when you say easy life. That is just despicable. Those company practices are horrible, exploiting the elderly and vulnerable people. It's, um, if you are in the UK, again, please go back to that episode called This is a Robbery. Make sure you listen to it and that you warn all of your loved ones. I think it's been my main two takeaways were just these horrible arguments they made back to the DPA. One of which was, yeah, we targeted old people and we talked about medical products, but you know what? They actually appreciated talking to us on the phone. Some of them were lonely. That it's was the sickening. first one, like, my God. Yeah. And then the second one was, yeah, we had the DPO, so it's his fault. Or like, Yeah, yeah, that DPA. was a good yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, gosh. I loved our episode with Max Schrems. Yes, that was super interesting, although much less grumpy than I expected. So here's the thing. I thought that we disagree <laughs> to a very large extent, but I think that actually in the end, I could see his perspective very easily. And I believe that uh, there actually wasn't as much misalignment as I thought. So, I mean, I'm sticking to my uh, original proposal, which was... Or, a thesis, which was uh, privacy harm is like any other type of harm. Uh, you can more or less use the normal tools of uh, tort law to evaluate how somebody is hurt. And from what I recall, I think that Max is saying once you get privacy to that threshold, once you can show that there is harm, once you can protect privacy in the same right as other rights, that is fine. So Again, it's kind of difficult. It's so technical, the discussion there. But yeah. I think that we didn't disagree that much. Yeah, actually, surprisingly. So, uh, but that was for sure a really good one. And I love the title as well, No Harm, No Foul. 
Yeah, yeah. And that is also one thing that we agreed upon. And Max said it out, right? You know what? If there is no harm at all, then AG, and that was a great discussion, is AG taking a political stance? Can't wait for the outcome of that case. Yeah, absolutely. And next up was uh, overdue diligence. Overdue diligence. How you work with third parties, how you work with vendors, data processors. Yeah. And we talked about uh, audits and uh, what to look at and what to assess and uh, how to do all of that good stuff. So this is one of my favorite uh, topics. Mm-hmm. But um, following I mean, that... Sorry? Go to the guidelines of the Danish DPA. One piece of advice we can give to everyone. Oh, right? yeah, for sure. They have done some outstanding work there, just making the GDPR more hands-on, manageable for so many people. So uh, I did actually also translate that from uh, from Danish. That's wonderful. Thank you, by the way. I never, I don't think I've ever said this outright, but thank you for all the translating work. It's important. Oh my gosh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for the compliment. Well, no, uh, really, I do really. have my entire website and everything in English. And I think that these types of documents are so valuable. So I'm uh, I'm more than happy to share that uh, with everyone. So, um, yeah, trying to uh, just bring some, uh, some something back to our community. Wonderful. And speaking of our lengthy discussions on how DPAs do their job, we talked also about fines. Yeah, we talked about fines and uh, other penalties which are not fines because the you know the GDPR was popularized by all the media reports on the uh, extortionate fines that you uh, could face now. But it's it's not just all about the GDPR fines. There are other penalties, and as we said actually in the last episode of the year that uh, we hope to see more uh, bans on processing and uh, third country uh, transfer suspensions going forward. Because our last episode was on the uh, DPC decisions, uh, especially the one for meta platforms related to those 12 personal data breaches. What a wonderful year to wrap the year up. <laughs> no, but this is this discussion, like it, we could not have gotten a better decision as uh, to discuss as our last episode. It sounds yeah, like everything. It was fantastic. And I think that uh, there were some really, really valuable takeaways there for all of our peers. The uh, part on how to ensure that you can sufficiently document and verify to a DPA that you're actually doing what you're supposed to do under the GDPR. So that was uh, how many episodes uh, was that? I think 19, 19 episodes uh, from 2022, Milos. So that was uh, fantastic. And, you know, uh, considering that we're recording this at the end of the year, we don't have all of the uh, uh, numbers in yet but i can say for now that the top five most downloaded episodes were one was actually back to school with alan frank that was uh, recorded on the 3rd of august unsurprisingly so it's been a (laughs) wonderful discussion yeah, that was amazing. And then it was followed by TIA Superhero with David Rosenthal. We had No Harm, No Foul with Max Schrems. Number four was actually Guiding Descent. 
And then, of course, the last one was school is cancelled. <laughs> yeah, so we've had a lot, like it's a very diverse panel of uh, of the types of topics we discussed. Yeah, and we try to discuss uh, things that we think are really interesting, fascinating, and not least cases where we see that here are really valuable and relevant takeaways for people working in our field related to GDPR specifically, of course, but privacy and data protection. I've learned so much. I don't know if I've uh, ever told you this, but I have learned so much by uh, reading things for this podcast. So, I mean, yeah. just off the top of my head, the the discussion on accountability with, uh, with Facebook and how DPAs check that, or the Article 15 access requests that there are institutions which say, uh, you need to prove why you need this and stuff like that. I really, really have learned a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Me too. Hands down. Because when you read through decisions like the ones from uh, the DPC, you, you, you get such a valuable understanding of GDPR in practice. So I've learned heaps. And finally, the best thing is that the podcast has given me an excuse to always be studying. I, I, I can't get enough. I read everything that comes from the EDPB. And now I started on the DPC. I read everything that comes from both the Danish and the Norwegian DPAs. And yeah, much more. I have an RSS feed that never comes below 100, 100 notifications at any given time. So let's see how much I can do uh, in 2023. <laughs> it's, uh, it's always just lovely to keep up with new stuff. And I think one thing which is, uh, which is problematic is that very often we're so much aligned in our thinking. I think that, uh, well, maybe it harkens back to the Privacy Crusaders episode, but I think that uh, we don't often disagree that much on this podcast. Not on the podcast. I think sometimes we start off by thinking that we disagree, but then we discuss it and realize that we don't actually disagree, which is kind of important. It's very uh, philosophical, but, uh, you know, just imagine you have this discussion with people and you think that you disagree and you talk to them a little bit more and you realize that you are actually in agreement. So maybe that's a learning for all of us. So let's keep talking. Let's keep talking. And I can't wait for 2023. Me neither. And Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Holidays to everyone. Same from here. Take care, everybody, and we'll hear you in 2023.